Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Coffee and Prayer. I am Pastor Andrew F. Carter, and it is 5.30 a.m. here in Inglewood, California. As you guys tune in, please let me know where you are and what time it is where you're tuning in from. Good morning, good morning. How are you guys doing this morning? Let's go. Let's jump right into it. <laughs> oh, I'm fired up. You guys, uh, you know, as you guys come in, please let me know. This is a worldwide ministry. We got brothers and sisters from around the world. Look at that. I love to see it. I love to see it. I say look at that. I, just so you guys know, I'm also recording a podcast. So I, I'm not only doing that, this and saving them here. I'm also recording these and then posting them on Anchor. Just so those of you who don't like, who would just prefer to listen, you can also listen. So I say look at that, but I got to remember that uh, I'm also recording it. It's rough around the edges. I'd love to do a real podcast at some point. Check it out. We got people from Oregon, right? We got people from Florida and Mexico and France and Maine and Wisconsin. More Floridians. I love it. Miami's in the house. California. Uh, yes, May, it is on Spotify. Yes, it is. And right now, I was going back and I was like, I was uploading Matthew, Mark, Luke. Uh, it wasn't the same. So I just started in Acts. So, so far, the book of Acts up to today has been uploaded just fyi so um check it out you guys i'm excited we're jumping into acts chapter 10 that's where we are going to start but maybe you're new maybe you're, you're let me do some some house cleaning let me get you guys set up maybe you're new uh this is a bible study this is church this is a gathering of followers of christ we're coming together for the gospel we're reading one chapter of the new testament one chapter of the old testament every single day uh the beauty of it is is that i'm not reading to you you guys are reading it on your own this is your devotion you will read one New Testament chapter, one Old Testament chapter. I am giving you guys a little bit of context. I'm giving you guys a little bit of food for thought. Uh, I'm allowing God to speak to my heart on some things. Sometimes it's applicable to you. Sometimes it's not. But um, that's what we're doing here. So just a, a couple of things. Last night we had our men's group every Tuesday at 6 o'clock. Uh, we had a Zoom meeting. We did some introductions. Some mighty men of God were there. Um, it's beautiful because... Uh, Oh man, I just got so much I want to share. I can't even put it into words. Oh man. Um, we're talking about Acts, okay? Here in the book of Acts, we talk about uh, being led by the Spirit. There's instances, and we'll even hear of another one, where God is showing up and speaking to the followers and giving them instruction. And many times, they're just obedient. They just follow through. So so listen here. Yesterday, uh, you know, I, I stepped out of my comfort zone, and I went and did something different. I've been training for a half marathon, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Follow me. This all makes sense. This is a testimony. And so Tuesday and Thursday, I've been kind of like, what do I do with my time? Do I go and lift? Because sometimes I lift in the afternoon. But I had a dream about basketball. I've been invited to come play some basketball, some some drills uh, with, with this group of guys. Well, Monday night, I had a dream about playing basketball. And so when I woke up, I felt like it was clear instruction that I needed to be there. I needed to go on Tuesday. I have the choice. I have the ability to go there. And so even as we were doing coffee and prayer, I was just kind of like, ah, I'm running long. It's a drive. It's, you know, it's a 30 minute drive in rush hour traffic. I'm going to be late. Maybe I shouldn't. But as I was reading through our scripture yesterday, there was one where God spoke and he said, go, right? Uh, who was he talking to? He was, he was, 
he was dealing with somebody who was questioning him and uh he was talking to ananias and ananias was like lord you want me to go talk to saul and in bold letters it says go with the exclamation point and i got that highlighted and so as i was reading that i was convicted through the word and i was like i've got to go you guys are like how is he relating the bible to basketball what does this have to do with it follow me this is living by the spirit so as it says go i'm like man i'm gonna go so we get off of here i hit traffic i'm gonna be there on time but as you guys know in california the traffic is ridiculous and so my time started getting longer and longer my arrival time 15 20 minutes late and so in my mind, I was like, you know what? I'm turning around. I don't want to deal with this. I feel like there's so much resistance, but the spirit came over me. He was like, there's a reason that you're here. You've had a dream. You had this conviction. And now God spoke to you through the word that you must go. So I texted the dude, hey, I'm going to be late. No problem. I get there and there's individuals. I've only known one of the people. And so I meet, I introduce myself. I meet all of these new people. We play basketball. We do these drills. We have a great time. But at the very end, I was called over by my friend who invited me to pray over two young men who were, you know, kind of going through it. They were having they were having a day. And so I had an opportunity in the obedience to pray with two young men who I've never met in my entire life. I don't walk into places and I'm just like I'm not just like, "Hey, I'm Andrew. I'm a pastor. I've got my Christian stuff on. You can you can tell I don't cuss. I'm, you know, I'm being kind and respectful. Um, you know, you can see the light of Christ in me, but I don't walk in with a red carpet and just let everybody know, you know, I I I try to live the light of Christ. But in this place with being obedient, I was able to pray with two individuals and I think to myself what if I didn't show up what if those men didn't get that prayer what if we didn't make that introduction and then I was able to share that I am a pastor and that hopefully they will come through here and start to involve themselves with some of the content and uh, rededicate their lives to Christ so it's so important that we are listening to those nudges and those leadings from the Holy Spirit it's a it's a beautiful thing you guys glory to God so be listening, be paying attention. And why do I share that? Because look, in Acts chapter 10, somebody put that in the chat. This all comes together as we're reading Acts. Like it's hyping me up as a disciple of Jesus, as a follower of Jesus. It's hyping me up. And these, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm being reckless, right? We, a lot of people don't like the word reckless, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm being disciplined and I'm being obedient. Uh, even more so when God is nudging me to reach out, to lead, to make a phone call, to talk, to spot, to do these things. I just feel it welling up inside of me and it's like, oh, I've got to do it. And as I'm stepping out, God is moving and it's beautiful. So in Acts chapter 10, uh, we see that um, there was a man named Cornelius. He was a Roman officer. Okay, he was, uh, he was not a Jew, but it says that he was a religious man. And all of the people who lived in his house worshiped the true God. They worshiped the God of the Jews. Uh, he gave a lot of his money to the poor and he prayed. And so one afternoon, uh, he saw a vision and an angel of God said to him, Hey, I want you to uh, send out to, uh, to Peter. His name's Simon, but he goes by Peter. He's staying with another guy named Simon's house. I want you to send for him down to Joppa and bring him back to your house. Okay. And so he does so. I'm kind of giving you guys the paraphrase. And so he sends those three dudes, or he sends the dudes to go get him. But while he's doing that, Peter was up on the roof and he was hungry and he wanted to eat. And while he was up there, he was praying and he saw heaven opened up 
and something come down that looked like a big sheet low, uh, being lowered to the earth by its four corners. Okay, In it were all kinds of animals, reptiles, and birds. Then a voice said to Peter, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. <clears throat> but Peter said, No, Lord, I have never eaten food that is unholy or unclean. But the voice said to him, God has made these things clean, so don't call them unholy. And then I love this. I underline this. This happened three times, and at once the sheet was taken back to heaven. I like how three things, Peter has to be told three times sometimes. You know what I mean? He had to deny Jesus three times in the garden. Here he has to be shown three times. He sees three times that a sheet is being lowered to the earth by its four corners, and in it there were all kinds of animals, reptiles, and birds. Amen? So let's keep rolling. So while Peter was wondering what this vision meant, the men that Cornelius sent, they found the house and they were standing at the gate and they're asking about, hey, is there a Simon Peter here? And while Peter was still thinking about the vision, the spirit said, listen, there's three men looking for you. Get up and go downstairs. Go with them without doubting because I have sent them to you. God is speaking to them. I mean, loud and clear. He's, he's, he's leading them and guiding them. And I believe that God still speaks to us today. It might not be the audible voice. And I've, I've heard people testify of hearing the audible voice. But as you're living in the Spirit, because the Holy Spirit that dwells in you, He speaks to us loud and clear. But so many of us are, are, are numb to it. Ooh, Holy Spirit. Yes. Uh, Yesterday was Kyra and I's one year anniversary. Okay, so we've been married for uh, one year as of yesterday. Two one, two one was our anniversary. Yesterday was a year, and so we went to lunch, um, and and she, she bought me some some new running shoes, which I'm super stoked about. But she said something as we were driving home. There was there was this guy. Who, I mean. He was zipping. He, he was probably going 90, 95 miles per hour. And he just went flying through this red light. And um, we were just like, wow. And she said something that we did like a little mini sermon on the spot. She goes, you can tell that he hasn't been in an accident recently. And I was like, dang, you know, why do you say that? She's like, because once you're in an accident, you get back behind the wheel, you're a lot more cautious, right? You're you're a lot more sensitive to the things that are going around you. You're less likely to make maneuvers and to be driving so carelessly, right? We have recently been in an accident where we were rear-ended and we find ourselves as we're driving very cautious, very aware. We're paying close attention to our surroundings because the trauma of being struck without us, you know, with us just sitting at a red light has heightened our senses were far more aware. Now hear me out. When she said that, some of the things that we were saying is like that's how people are with sin. They've been they they haven't crashed and burned in a while, right? They haven't felt that conviction in a little bit in a while. Many times people are just sprinting through life and living in sin because they haven't experienced the consequences of their actions. They haven't been disciplined in a while. Many times they're numb to the nudges and the leading of the Holy Spirit. They're not able to hear God because of the things that they're allowing in their life. They have quenched the voice of the Holy Spirit. They've pushed it down. They've numbed the voice of the Holy Spirit with the things of the flesh that they're constantly consuming. Amen. Does that, does that make sense? As, as you guys are, oh, I want to hear from God. I want to hear from God. But the music that you're listening to, oh, I'm, I'm going to sound real legalistic, right? As a Christian, I've made the choice because I've had the conviction that I no longer poison my mind with the music of this world, right? What does light and dark have in common? 
I, I've gotten a clearer understanding of what God is speaking as I have pruned and audited the things that I allow to come into my mind and into my heart. If I'm listening to music that glorifies sex and drugs and idolatry, maybe it's even clean music. There's not cuss words. It's not about cuss words. But what is the message, the underlying message of what is being shared with me? If the underlying message is cheating or adultery or intimacy outside of marriage, those things, I'm poisoning myself with that music. I saw a post recently that said music is like a time machine and we all have a time machine. It's able to take you back to a time. I understand that there are great songs that I grew up with that are close to my heart, but what they do is I can listen to a song from my past and it will take me immediately back to the place where I was listening to that. And many times the place that I was listening to that music wasn't a place where I was following God. So it will take me and transport me back to a moment when I was blatantly living in sin, when I was drinking and, and, and smoking drugs and having sex, and it will take me back there. And if I allow myself, I'll sit there and remember the good old days. So I start to listen to this music and it poisons me and it, it almost takes me back to that time. And many of you, right, we, we've become so sentimental uh, and, and, and many of us, oh, Holy Spirit, listen, many of us can quote songs that talk about drugs. We can sing along. If you put gin and juice on from Snoop Dogg, many of you guys are like, hey, hey, no, 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 hey, hey, you're with it. You guys can quote that, but you can quote the music and the songs of this world better than you can quote scripture, which gives us life. Many of us can sing along to songs that idolize sex and drugs and, 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 and living in immorality. We can sing along to those tunes and we sing from the depths of our heart because there's so much feeling and emotion attached to those things. But if I asked you, what did the Bible say in this verse, in this chapter, we have no idea. The very thing that gives us life, we ignore and we don't write on our heart, but we will fill the space of our mind and our innermost being with the things of this world and then wonder why we can't hear the voice of God. We have become numb and insensitive to the Holy Spirit because we allow these things in our lives. Amen? And, 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 and many people who are, there's so much, and this is what they'll say, there's so much freedom in Christ, you're being legalistic. Call it what you want. I'm, I'm speaking from experience as a man who is living on fire for God and making an impact in the kingdom of heaven. I'm trying to give you a tip. I'm trying to encourage you. I am trying to give you a little bit of wisdom. All right, I'm going to jump around. I don't even know why we're here, but we're going to do it. Uh, yesterday in our men's group, our, our scripture was uh, Job 12, 12. Where is it at? Come on, Job. Ah, I went the wrong way, dude. If I cannot find this, can somebody put Job twelve twelve in the 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 chat there? Oh, Brandex said we know the trending. What he say? Something about the trending song. I know it. Ooh, we know the trending real song of the day instead of what's trending in God's word for us for the day. That's preaching right there. That's preaching. So here it is. Job 12, 12. I remember it because I preached on it last night. I, I, I didn't even preach on it. I, I mentioned it. So Job 12, 12 says, With the ancient is wisdom and in the length of days understanding. 
right? And the ancient is wisdom. So the older you are, the more wisdom you have. And the length of days you have, the more understanding. It's not always true. I know some old fools and I know some young wise people, but I'm sharing this with you, okay? I said all of that to say this. I have lived in this world. I have lived lukewarm. lukewarm. I have lived on fire for God. I'm currently living on fire for God. And I pray that that flame never goes out. So, so for, from somebody who is in on the front lines of ministry and saving souls on a daily basis, on a daily basis, somebody who's doing that, I'm telling you, it is not wise Okay, I'm not saying that you can't. It's your choice. It's your decision. But it is not wise to listen to the music of this world. Agree to disagree. But I don't see a lot of Christians who are on fire and truly making an impact in the kingdom. They might be killing it successfully. They might be making money. They might be on the grind. They might be doing this and that. But I measure success by the, the number of souls that are being saved. I measure success about how the gospel is being treated. I measure success by the light in your eyes, the, the, the purpose and the plan that God has for your life. Are you living that out? So, so from somebody who I believe, uh, not to toot my own horn, that's me, but from somebody who is killing it as far as expanding the kingdom of God and allowing people to see the light in me, I'm encouraging you guys to let go of that music, to stop poisoning your mind. You wonder why you're struggling with lust and temptation when every song that you're talking, you're, you're listening to is glorifying sex outside of marriage. And then wonder why you're so so lonely. You're struggling with an anger problem, but then you're but but you're listening to music that glorifies violence and anger and frustration. A lot of the things that we're dealing with in our life can be tied to the things that we are allowing into our eyes and to our ears and that we're consuming. Where, where you're wondering why you're in this rut and you can't overcome these things, but let's step back and take a look at what you're listening to. Let's take a look at what you're watching. Let's take a look at the things that you're allowing inside of you. I don't think that this needs to be preached on anymore, but what I'm trying to encourage you guys is from my personal experience, I'm trying to glean, I'm giving you guys tips and tools and ideas and saying, hey, let that stuff go. And here's the problem, right? Here's the problem. We just did a Daniel fast a couple of, uh, about a week or two ago. And, and the issue that I see with a lot of people is that they're unwilling to let certain things go, right? It may, it may be, maybe give it a try. Maybe let that stuff go. Don't consume that stuff for 10 days and see how it makes a difference. I guarantee it'll make a difference. I guarantee that after that 10 day, when you go back and try to listen to that stuff, it's going to irk the Holy Spirit because you're going to give it a chance to stop being numb. You're going to give it a chance to get stronger, to strengthen itself. You're going to listen to that and you're going to go, wow, I was really listening to that in the presence of God. They're talking about S and D and F and B and do to D and all of these things, every outletter in the alphabet. And it's no good. And, and, and we're sitting here listening to it and nodding our head to it and wondering why we can't hear the nudges in the, the, the Holy Spirit, right? Agree to disagree. If you guys aren't on that level, that's fine. And if you're not in that level of maturity, I don't condemn you uh, because I was there. I was that Christian who, this is what, this is my, this is what I would say, hear me. And you guys are going to go, Ooh, that's me. Cause this is going to give you conviction. There's no good Christian music out there. And, uh, here's the other thing is, well, I just listen to it when I work out. Hmm. Holy spirit. That was me up until last year. I mean, before I started my ministry in, in 20, I guess it's been two years. So in 2020 is when I let go of that music because I wanted to work out. 
I wanted to work out and there I can't get excited I can't get a good workout unless I listen I, my, my, I had my my daily track my daily stuff that I would listen to my Maverick City you know what I mean my Lauren Daigle I listened to maybe some uh some some Andy Minio uh some KB I had all of these tracks that I would listen to but when I would get in the gym man boom headphones in 21 savage j cole wale i had everybody in there kendrick lamar i'm listening to tupac and biggie and and you know an hour goes by of me feeding this to myself and then i'm just like i try to get in the car and i try to put back you know back on maverick city come on man Come on, there's so much good Christian music out there. I Many times I just listen to sermons now when I'm working out or I listen to Maverick City or I listen to a Christian podcast. I listen to other things. I allow my mind to be filled for that hour. And now I feel like my workouts that have become better because I'm more in tune with what my body's doing. Now I'm honoring God with my body. I'm not poisoning my mind for an hour as I'm vainly staring at my bicep doing bicep curls, right? Trying to get stronger and, and look better physically. Now I'm honoring God with my body, not just, it make, does that make sense? I'm going a little bit too deep, I think, to get to the point is that we need to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit and it starts with us uh, nipping the bud when it comes to desensitizing our spirit with the things that we consume. So here's a challenge for you guys right here we go Kendrick is here we go Kendrick is quite conscious okay so are demons uh, I, I'm not here to argue whether or not an individual is saved I'm not here or not to argue uh you know whether or not like like this is where I'm I'm, I'm crying out for spiritual maturity um, I can be a very conscious individual and still not be saved I can be a conscious individual and not cuss in a song but still glorify immorality does that make sense? Like you can, you can very much be conscious of, you can be woke, you can be conscious, you can be aware of the things that are going on around you and still be leading people into darkness. I would say very much that other religions are conscious. I would say that there's other people there. These spiritual movements are very conscious. Those who believe in the law of attraction and put crystals in the moon and they believe in the tides and their horoscopes and all, they're very conscious and they're not even, you know, individuals who are out there uh, knowingly or intentionally leading people to a dark place. But we know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and anything that is in opposition to that leads to death. And so I, I, I don't care how conscious an individual is, their music can still very much be misleading. Amen. Brandex says the spirit and the artist is transferred through their music. <clears throat> Excuse me. Very much so. Very much so. Absolutely. Right. My point is this: be 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 aware of the things that you're allowing into your life. If you're struggling with hearing from God, if you can't, you don't. You don't. If I, as I'm sharing this, as the Spirit speaks to me, and I get a chance to pray because I'm being sensitive to what God's doing. If you're like, well, I'm not very sensitive to the Spirit. Step back and let's do an audit. Let's start to prune some of those things in your life. So anyway, Peter. <laughs> hey. So anyway, back to Acts. Uh, you know, Peter's told three times he goes with the men. Um, and when he shows up, this is what happens. <clears throat> so he got ready. He goes with them. And uh, when he steps into Cornelius, so understand Cornelius was a Roman. Cornelius was a soldier. He was a Gentile. When he gets there, right, Cornelius falls at his feet and starts to worship him. 
And Peter says this, he helps him up and he says, stand up, man, I'm only a human. I'm only a dude. Oh, this is good. Because listen, we as humans, we do not have the capacity to be worshiped. And, and that's what you see in this world. You see stars, you see entertainers, you see uh, athletes, you see uh, you know musicians and all of these people who are being worshiped. I'll share last night at our men's group, um, you know, we were introducing ourselves to our, our brothers. And I don't know if you guys get this, if you guys are on here, but you get the sense that when people are just like, and, and they're not worshiping me, they're just saying, we, you know, I love you, dude. Like your videos helped, da, 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 da. I, I still get uncomfortable. I don't know how to receive that, right? It doesn't, I don't know how to receive a compliment. I get so awkward and weird. I'm just like, oh, okay, that's weird. Like if you could see my face, I'm just like, ah. But we were never meant for that. Jesus is the only one who deserves to be worshiped. Right? We don't have the capacity. We don't have the capacity to be uh, the, the object of individuals' worship. We were never designed for that. And I love how Peter, um, he helps him up and says, stand up, man. I'm only a dude. And that's why I'm constantly saying, hey, I'm just a guy in a Jeep. I am, I am a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody. I am a guy, just a normal dude. Like If you guys see me in public, please come up. I've had people message me later after being seeing me and they're just like, I saw you, but I didn't, I was so embarrassed or like, I didn't want to come say anything. And it's like, I'm, I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy who loves Jesus and, and, and I'm nobody special. I, I, I'm a humble individual. I might come off. I might, uh, Kyra always says that I look mad. So if you see me in public and I look mad, that's not me. That's just, that's just my face. Um, and, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be rude or trying to push people off, but I'm very focused when I'm, especially when I'm in large crowds because I tend to have like social anxiety, believe it or not. Like I'm not the most social person. So I'm usually like concentrating and she'll say that I look mad. I'm not mad. So if you guys ever see me come up and say, what's up? I'm just a dude in a Jeep who loves Jesus and would love to pray for you, shake your hand, give you a hug, snap a picture. I don't care, whatever it is. So Peter helps him up and he says this, uh, he, as soon as he steps in the door, Peter lights the way. He says, look, you people understand that it is against our Jewish law for Jewish people to associate with or visit anyone who is not Jewish. But God has shown me that I should not call any person unholy or unclean. We need to step back and talk about this just a little bit. right? The big sheet that was covering and being lowered to the earth by its four corners is this picture of the, the four corners of the world and all of the people. It's not just God's chosen people. It's not just the Jews who are going to receive salvation. Is the world, everybody. It says that all and animals, reptiles, and birds, everybody is going to get an opportunity to hear the gospel. And this is beautiful. So this is why, he says, this is why I didn't argue when I was asked to come. So now please tell me why you sent me. And Cornelius explains, you know, hey, an angel, like I, I got a vision and I needed to send for you. And so I sent for you immediately. And now you're here. And Peter begins to preach that gospel. You guys, it is beautiful, 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 beautiful. He says, um, I really understand now that to God, every person is the same. In every country, God accepts anyone who worships him and does what is right. So if you're a Christian and you're racist, you're wrong. <laughs> if you're a Christian and you're racist, you're wrong. You guys, I, I don't understand how individuals in 2022 can still use the scripture as a, as an object for racism. I've literally gotten questions and I think they were from a good place, but there's still teachings. Listen, there's still teachings uh, that, that Christians have 
where they've quoted Ezra, the book of Ezra, where God instructs his chosen people not to intermingle with the other races because he was trying to keep them separate. And so people have literally asked me, you know, you're a black man who's married to uh, whatever Kyra is. People don't even know her nationality. She's like, she's a smorgasbord of different things. She's got a little Indonesian, uh, a little bit of Hawaiian, Dutch, like she's all these things. I don't even want to say that she's white because she's not, I don't know, you know, I don't even know what she is. But uh, I know that she's beautiful and I love her. But people have asked, you're a dark man with a light-skinned woman. Why, you know, but in the book of Ezra, it says not to intermix races. And it's just like context, people, context, context, context. If you actually read the book and actually read the Bible, you understand that in the book of Ezra, God was trying to keep his chosen people separate. But that is no longer the case. God does not care where you come from. He doesn't care, you know, uh, uh, what country you're from or what you look like or your nationality or your race or your background all can be saved all can be saved right it's 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 wild and this is still these are questions that i'm literally like i'm not even joking i was asked this last week somebody said and they quoted the scripture it says in the bible that you're not supposed to do this why are you married to a white woman i'm like are you with all due respect and I answered them out of the kindness and loveness, the love out of my heart and gave them truth and they were receptive. But you know, when like that's still being said and being done, it's, it's crazy. So, um, I had to say that, but, uh, we have Peter here preaching the good news. He says, Jesus is the Lord of all people, you know, and he starts just breaking it down for him. Verse 40 says, yet on the third day, God raised Jesus to life and caused him to be seen. Uh, you know, verse 43, all who believe in Jesus will be forgiven of their sins through Jesus's name. And while Peter was saying this, right, while Jesus was saying, or while Peter was saying this, the Holy Spirit was given to them. They, they, the, the Holy Spirit came down on all of them who were listening. And so what we see in the book of Acts up to this point is we see, you know, in what was it in, in chapter two, there was the message of be baptized and you'll receive the Holy Spirit. And then if we remember in chapter, what was it? Chapter eight, I think it was chapter eight, maybe where the Samaritans, they were preaching the good news to the Samaritans and they hadn't received the Holy Spirit. And they're like, what's wrong with us? But when the disciples laid their hands on them, they received the Holy Spirit. And right here, even in the, now he didn't even get to see, he didn't even do an altar call. In the middle of him preaching the gospel, these Gentiles were filled with the Holy Spirit on the spot. So this is what I want to share with you guys. Some of you, um, you long and desire the Holy Spirit. Some of you guys, as followers of Christ, haven't received the Holy Spirit. And some people will say, well, just ask and you'll be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And what I'm here to share with you is it's not the same for everybody. It's not the same for everybody. Some need to have hands laid on them, just like it talks about in Acts. So, so maybe you've, you know, you've prayed for it on your own and that hasn't happened. Maybe you need an elder or somebody in the faith to lay hands on you. Some of you maybe have had hands laid on you and it didn't work. Maybe you need to be baptized because you haven't been baptized, right? And some of them, it fell on them right in the middle, right? That it fell on them right on in the middle of the gospel being preached. He didn't even get to do the altar call and they just start going and they just like, wow, glory to God. The Jewish believers heard them speaking in different languages and praising God. And, and Peter said, can anyone keep these people from being baptized with water? They have received the Holy Spirit just as we did. So Peter ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them 
for a few days. Acts chapter 10 has got me fired up, right? I shared with you guys, uh, I'm going to give another test. Yesterday was a great day, right? Not only was it my one year wedding anniversary, but how we spent it is we spent it with you guys doing coffee and prayer. Uh, we still had a lot of ministry. It was a Tuesday. At the end of the day, it was just a Tuesday. And I asked Kyra, you know, I was like, how do you feel? You know, we, we can't go out to dinner because I've got men's group. And she honored that as a woman of God. She was like, no, you, you've got to do your men's group. When I, when I scheduled it, I didn't realize, I didn't look ahead and see that it would fall. It was only week two. So how flaky of it would it be for me to be like, okay, guys, it's week two, but it's my anniversary. We're not going to do it. I guarantee not one man on that call would have had an issue, right? They would have been, they would have been fine with it. They would have been like, totally brother. We understand like do your thing. We'll see you next Tuesday just because it's a group of loving brothers. But I want to share this with you. A man got saved last night, right? In our group, a man got saved last night, (laughs) Through, through our obedience, not just me, but Kyra's and her willingness to not make this about us or be overly sentimental about a day. She was like, dude, it's Tuesday. Let's go grab some lunch and you do what you got to do. We show up and a man got saved. Heaven rejoiced. Now imagine that he didn't have, he hadn't had that opportunity up until last night. And it's just confirmation that When we don't make life, life isn't about us, right? We get so overly sentimental about dates. We get overly sentimental about holidays and tradition. But for us, something that we've kind of adopted is that it was a day, right? We did something special. She bought me some shoes. Check these out. Look, these were my old shoes. These were my old shoes. These I've been running in. They're cross trainers. These are made for like CrossFit. They're training shoes. They're Asics. And I actually got these for free. They were in a lost and found. I'm so cheap. You guys, I am so cheap. It's not even funny. These were in the uh, lost and found bin at my CrossFit gym uh, back in 2020. And so they were like brand new. And I waited and I was like, does, does anybody know who the owner of these shoes are? And they were like, no, dude, you've been asking for three days. They're yours. Take them. And they were my size. And so I got these for free in 2020, but they're not for running. So after running four miles, my knuckle on my big toe was just killing me. So she took me and bought me some actual running shoes. I paid 50 bucks for them. I'm so cheap. The, the shoes... The shoes, the shoes are expensive. The shoes are so expensive. I told her, I was like, I'm not paying more than $50 for a pair of shoes. They have shoes, you guys, for $400. We went for looking for shoes. I almost had a heart attack. It's like $400 for some Jordan 1s? This is crazy. So I went to Nordstrom's Rack, and I got a pair of running shoes for $50, man. I was so stoked, and these are actually for running. I think I'm going to set a a PR on my run this morning. I'm jazzed about it. I've never been so excited about a pair of shoes, but so grateful. But yesterday was just another day. My point is this. I'm sorry. I get distracted. I'm stoked because I get to go run four miles today in my new pair of shoes. So I'm like, eh. But uh, I see how... uh, I, I see how... Our mindset, our life isn't about us, right? We were, we're happy, but we're going to spend glory to God dozens more years. It was more important for us to show up and show out and, and, and do the things that we've committed to doing, living for God. And the fruit of that is that a soul got saved last night. That's far, to me, okay, you don't have to agree with me, but to me, that's far more important than any celebration, right? Like, 
we were talking about it like why are we celebrating something we're supposed to do like it's a milestone like we made it another year it's been a year of just drudgery and and, and it's been so challenging we woke up and it's like what that, that went fast that was already a year awesome like let's keep running because in this last year we've started a ministry we started a church we've gone on a tour preaching the gospel like the things that we've done uh it, it's it's i don't know i don't need a keychain i don't need a t-shirt um i don't need to celebrate something like we, we plan on being together for Ever. So we didn't need to celebrate just, you know, like we just barely scraped by. We barely made it. You know what I mean? Like, nah. <laughs> so we're not overly sentimental. We're sentimental. And what was more important is that we got a chance to preach the gospel last night and somebody got saved, right? Priorities. Priorities. Yeah, Gabella, when somebody gets saved, that means that they accepted Jesus Christ. They were saved from an eternity from hell, um, basically separation from God. So that is what we call getting saved. It's a great question. So uh, go ahead and put in, in the chat Psalm 92. We're going to move forward. Psalm 92. Heaven celebrated. That's how you celebrate your one-year anniversary. You get a soul saved and you pray for people that you don't know. That's far greater than any celebration. And we had a Cinnabon. So I don't want to tell you guys that. Uh, I had a Cinnabon, a big one. I said, I even told her, I was like, do you want to get a mini? And she was like, no, get the big one. I was like, okay. And then we got an extra thing of frosting. And uh, I ate mine. And as I'm looking over the table, she, she, she couldn't even finish it. And so I ended up eating one and a half um, because she's a, she's, her eyes are bigger than her stomach. And then she was like, we should have got the mini, but it was, it was delicious and worth it. And so, so check it out. Psalm 92 says this, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name. O most high. Mm. As we go from this place tonight, tonight, this morning, as we go from this place, some of you guys, it is night. I want you to understand that it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto his name. I woke up this morning with a song in my heart. <laughs> uh, and every morning, it's different. It's different. Um, but today's song, as I'm, I'm sitting here, I can't like get it. It's on replay. It's, it's uh, open the eyes to my heart, Lord. Open the eyes to my heart. I want to see you. Right? I want to see you. And every day it feels like I wake up and there's a new song. I, I didn't listen to that song yesterday. Uh, but for some reason, that's what it is. I want him to open the eyes of my heart. I want to see him clearly. I want to hear him clearly. I want to be near to him. I want to see his goodness in every aspect of my life. We can get so caught up with focusing on the negative, right? My wife left me. My dog died. I don't got no gas. My job is completely in disarray. My health, I've let myself go. You know, I've got health issues. A friend of mine just passed away. We can sit here and really focus on all of the negative things that are going on. And like I said, man, we can all do that. We've all got issues. We've all got struggles. We've all got things. They just vary by degree. But it is a very real choice for us to choose what we focus on. And, and for, for this first verse, it's just the first line. It says, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Why is it a good thing? 
right? Having an attitude of gratitude despite our situation and our circumstances shifts our mindset and our focus off of the negative and places it on him because he is our peace, he is our joy, he is our comfort. So I can sit here and create a laundry list of the things that aren't going well or the things that aren't going right. And I'm not saying this to be insensitive. And many of you might be saying to yourself, I wish it was that easy. It's not, it's not that easy. It, it, it is. I disagree respectfully. What I want you to do is grab a piece of paper and write all of the negative things that you got going on in your life. Right? You might need two sheets. And then on the other side, I want you to write one thing Okay, that supersedes all of that. Jesus Christ died for your sins. And because of the penalty that he paid, you now have access to God. And you now have access to the living God. Right? You have the access to him, that your sins were forgiven and you will not spend eternity separated from him. That's good news. And that right there is enough to be thankful for regardless of your circumstances here on this earth. You could probably go further. Right? If you're watching this, you've probably got a phone or a computer. Right? You've probably got uh, food in your, your, your cupboard. You might have a car, you might not. You got a roof over your head. I don't know your situation. But if you have Jesus... That is enough to be thankful for. And if we keep our eyes on him, we continuously keep coming back to him and giving him praise and worship because of the one thing that he did that eradicates everything else, right? And, and, and I get that it's hard to grasp. It's hard to wrap your mind around. You might be going through the absolute worst season of your life. And, and, and you want to talk about seasons? I've been through seasons, guys. I've been there and I understand. I'm not speaking from a place of privilege where I've arrived and I no longer experience turmoil, trouble, or issues. I've been in some seasons. I've been in some pits. I've literally been in prison. I've literally lost everything. Everything down to the salt and pepper shaker and no can opener in the drawer. I've lost everything. Everything. But at the end of the day, despite all of the things, right? We're talking about things. We're talking about relationships and experiences and, and physical things. Despite all of that, I still had Christ. And that was enough. That was enough. Jesus is enough. So moving forward, uh, chapter four, verse 4 says, For thou, Lord, has made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of your hands. Man, we think that this is sad, right? Uh, rest in peace, love and prayers to the family of the young lady who just recently jumped from, jumped to her death at 30 years old, who was a former Miss USA pageant winner. But we equate money, fame, success, things, we equate things with happiness, with success, with, with peace and comfort. But if that was the case, why is there an alarmingly greater amount of individuals who have attained those things, letting themselves go, taking their own lives? Why? Right? Many of us want that. We think that that will bring us satisfaction. We think that that will bring us peace, that that will bring us joy, fulfillment even. Right? That is our purpose. That's not it. That's not it. Only Jesus can give you that. Only a relationship with Jesus. It says the work of his hands will make you glad and you will triumph in his work. 
and, and, and the work that I constantly come back to is the work that was accomplished through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The gospel, the gospel, the gospel. We keep coming back to that. You can have everything that your heart desires and dreams of and still be miserable and still be empty and still feel lost. Still feel lost. It breaks my heart to know that despite the evidence, we see that, we see it daily. I, I don't know if you guys read the news or if you guys are up to date with things that are going on around you, but we see it daily that individuals are, are taking their lives, even people who are famous or have all of these things, their step, their, their, the divorce rate is through the roof uh, because even, even in those spaces, right they're they're still searching for more they've got fame they've got clout they've got money they've got the homes they've got the trips they've got the clothes they've got the bags they've got the bodies they've got the looks they've got the red carpet treatment they have everything they're basically worshiped right they're worshiped and still even in that they're still searching for more They'll have the, 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 the poster wife and they're still looking and searching outside of that because they're not satisfied, they're not content. And even despite the evidence, many of us are still longing for those things. We're still longing for, for that kind of exposure. And not necessarily for the glory of God because we believe that that's what's going to bring us joy. It is a great deception. It is a great deception that many of us are still falling victim to. Amen. Amen. Uh, Jesus is the answer, and that is enough to be thankful for. It says, "O oh Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts! Thy thoughts are very deep." It ends with this. Thank you, Jesus. It says, "They shall bring forth fruit in old age; they shall be fat and flourishing, to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him." We hear about fruit, right? We hear about fruit. We hear about prosperity. We hear about these things, um, you know, and, and I share with you guys often that the fruit that I'm looking for is not financial. It's not financial. Um, it's the prosperity that I desire isn't monetary. The, the prosperity, the fruit that I want the fruit that I'm looking for, the prosperity that I'm looking for are the things of God. I want to prosper in wisdom of his word. I want to prosper in knowledge. I want to prosper in understanding. I want to prosper in, 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 in saving souls and helping people. I understand. I don't save souls. It's not me who's saving the souls. It's Jesus. But introducing people. I want to prosper in territory and having more. I want to be faithful with what God has given me. The people that he's entrusted me with, I want to prosper and I want to grow. I want to bear fruit. I want to disciple people who then become bold and strong and they start discipling people. I want the people who come in contact with me and the ministry that God has given me, I want them to be on fire. I want them to be disciplined. I want them to seek after righteousness. I want them to turn away from the world. That to me, right, that to me is prosperity. I, when, when I get on these Zoom calls and I talk to people and they're just like, you know, your ministry has helped change my life, 
It's helped save my marriage. It's helped regain my identity. It has changed me. That is the kind of fruit and prosperity that I'm looking for. I, I don't care about the money. I don't care about the fame. Take away the platform. I don't care about that. What I care about is people. And, and people knowing Jesus and people living for Jesus. That's the kind of prosperity I'm looking for. I've said this before and I'll say it again. When you start following Jesus, the things that you pray for and ask for change, right? There was a time when my prayers revolved around me. They, they, sent, they were centered around the things that I need, the things that I lacked, me changing other people. Like my prayers were so shallow. And, and I love that you're praying. It's not a knock. If your prayers are there, it's just a level of maturity. You will mature the longer you're close. The, the longer you're in the presence of Jesus, the more that you change. The more time that you spend in his word, the more that you're transformed. The more, like you are transformed in the moment. But I think that you become aware, right? So I'm not saying that the transformation, you're a new creation, but there is a level of maturity and understanding the word of God. The more time that I spend, the more time that I understand, the more time that I'm in his presence, the more time that I see. And that boldness is downloaded to me and the confidence. And I start to understand that I am made in his image. Wow, the power in me is greater than the power in this world. Wow, when I preach the gospel, his word won't return void, right? I am not who other people say that I am. I understand that if I resist the devil, he will flee from me. I start to have a better, deeper understanding of the word. I allow that word to get down inside of me and it comes seeping out of my pores. So, so my desire, the, the things that I want, the things that I pray for are no longer just monetary. They're no longer just uh, these vain repetitions of things that I think that I need. At the end of the day, the thing that I'm praying for is God. God's will. And I know that it's a part of God's will for me to have wisdom and to have knowledge and to have understanding and to have discernment and to have a holy fire deep down inside of me that burns for knowing him more. So that's what my prayers are now. They start to change and transform the longer that you're in his presence. Does that make sense? Come on. That's, that's a word. Yamelda says, the more time you spend in the word of Jesus, you think twice before being mean, impatient, or rude to others. Let's be Jesus with skin on. Come on. Amen. That is powerful. That is powerful. And, and it's true. It's absolutely true. It makes sense. And that's why, and, and, and honestly, that's been my biggest work. I'm going gonna, gonna to shut this down. We're going to start praying in just a moment. But that's been something I personally, I want to share my struggles is, uh, you know, God said this and he shared this through his word, but it was put on my heart is you can't say that you love Jesus and not love people. Right. And that was convicting to me. That was convicting to me because there were some times, even recently, just like in the last couple of weeks where I was getting short, short tempered, I was getting frustrated, um, I was starting to walk, sit around, sit on my little Christian high horse where people are, they're hungry for truth and information. And I get so short with people. People will be like, uh, Andrew, what is your stance on tattoos? And I'm just like, you guys, I've created a fax, a FAQS, frequently asked questions. There, this, is, uh, this isn't me right now today, but this is my attitude. Frequently asked questions, right? So these frequently asked questions, I have an entire highlight. I have thousands of videos. I have a YouTube channel devoted to this stuff. And so new people would come and they're, Andrew, what do you think about tattoos? And I'm just like, go to the facts. Because for the last three years, I keep getting the question about tattoos. And so I've created an entire video about it. And I'm getting like, sh I was getting short with people who were just 
interested, that just wanted to be taught, they just wanted to learn. Andrew, how do you pray? And it's like, I've got a video. You guys, please go look at the frequently asked questions. Please go look, please go look, please stop just messaging me, like do some research, find out. And I was getting short and God convicted me and he said, Andrew, if you say you love me, then you gotta love people. You gotta love people, not just who are on fire for God, but you have to love the lost. You have to love the, the, the abrasive. You have to love the curious. You have to love the spiritually immature. You have to start loving people better. You have to start loving people better. And it was convicting to me. It's, it challenged me. It challenged me. As a pastor, some of you guys are like, Yo, you're a pastor and you're getting frustrated with people? Yes. Yes, I was. Yes, I absolutely was. I was in my flesh and I was feeling pressure and rushed throughout my, my, my daily grind. I had made this about something that it wasn't. I don't care how long you've been following God, how long you've been a Christian. If you don't check your heart, if you're not constantly picking up your cross daily, you can slip down a, a, a different, like I still mess up. A pastor's supposed to like lead people and love people. And I found myself hardened and frustrated and being short with individuals. And I had to really be checked. And I was like, Lord, I repent. What have I made this? What is this even about? If, if, I can't, if I'm not capable, take it away. I don't want to do this a disservice. I don't want to come off as abrasive and hurt somebody's feelings and, and push them away from the Lord because I'm having a bad day or because I'm going through it, right? So we need to be uh, even checking ourselves. There's never a point of arrival in your walk with Christ. You guys feel me? You never, you never arrive at this point. You're just like, I made it. I no longer have to be confronted or be challenged. I'm challenged every day. God catches me off guard every single day, especially driving in Los Angeles, uh, especially just being where I'm at. I'm constantly challenged and being changed and transformed and refined. It's a daily process daily process <laughs> oh man and that's a testimony right there everybody's going through something we're all dealing with things God's dealing with each and every one of us it's different levels of maturity 10 years ago it was drinking drugs uh, you know fornication it was completely different but I still my struggles I still have struggles they just look a little different they look they look a lot different if I'm being honest but I still struggle amen Amen. So let's pray. Uh, I want to pray with you guys this morning before we get out of here. Um, I love you guys. I honor you. Hey, February 6th. Listen, if you guys are in the area, we are doing a miracle event in Malibu. Okay. I, I, we need to, we, I want to see you guys. I want to meet you guys. My brother Brandex, who was on here, he's going to be there. Um, I finally get to meet him in person. Uh, we also have Jay Barnett and um, my brother, Pastor Alex Panetta as well as Minister Byron Davis. It's not just for men, but we're gearing it towards men. We're going to have bonfires. We're going to uh, be down there preaching, ministering. It's on the 6th. It's on the 6th. I would love to meet you guys. I would love to see you guys. It's a Sunday, and it's in the afternoon. So um, make your guys' way down there. Be looking for uh, you know different posts. I'm going to be posting to my story with a little bit more information and directions and way to get signed up. Amen. Amen. So let's pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for today. We want to thank you for your love, your mercy, your grace, just for your understanding. Uh, Lord, for realizing that we are human, that we are human. Your patience is unparalleled. 
Uh, you allow us to mature. You have given us free will, so we're free to make mistakes. Lord, help us to learn from them. Help us not to get caught in these repetitive cycles of messing up uh, without gaining something from it. Lord, let all of our failures, our mistakes, our missed marks, every time we fall, help us to learn and grow so that we do not continue to do the same old thing. Lord, awaken us. Awaken the spirit within us. Help us to crucify our flesh. Help us to die to our, our selfish desires today. God, help us to make decisions that no longer quench the Holy Spirit inside of us. Help us to prune and audit things in our lives that might be a distraction. Things that pull at our attention. Things that, uh, that, that aren't honoring to you. Lord, we want to know you deeper and more intimately. We understand that as we draw near to you, you draw near to us. We understand that as we knock, you will open the door. We understand that as we ask for things that are in line with your will, you will come through over and over and over. So God, help us to be patient. Help us to have the discernment and understanding that you don't work according to our schedule, that you don't answer to our calendar. That you are not accountable to, to our watch. That you move at your own pace. God, help us to get in step with you and what you're doing. We know that you're never in a rush because all things happen in your perfect timing. So help us to understand that. Help us to understand that a no from you has goodness written all over it. So if we're not getting what we're praying for, we understand that it's not what we need. God, help us to lay down all of our wants, all of our selfish ambitions, our goals, our dreams, our visions, and we ask that you would resurrect them with the resurrection power that you raised your son Jesus Christ with, that you would give us direction and guidance in every aspect of our life. God, if it's not from you, then we don't want it. Lord, if, if what we're asking for doesn't line up with what you've created us for, we want it to be shut down. We pray right now for closed doors. Doors that are not from you, we pray today that you would close them, that you would shut down opportunities that don't line up with your purpose. We don't want to walk through a door that you haven't opened. We don't want to waste any more of this precious time chasing after our own vain pursuits. God, we need you. As we pray today right now, I just ask that you would lift up my brother and sister's prayer requests, that you would hear them, God, and that you would answer them according to your will. Your will. Your will be done here on this earth as it is in heaven, Lord. That is our prayer. Today, we thank you. We praise you, God. We give you praise and worship. Help us to understand that regardless of our laundry list of cares, worries, fears, uh, the things that have our back against the wall, that because we have you, we are privileged and we have all that we need. God, help us to be a light in this dark world. Fill us with your light. Fill us with passion and zeal for your word. Take away shame. Any shame that's attached to spreading the gospel, take that away from us and help us to stand strong on your truth with boldness, authority, and confidence. God, we love you. We thank you and we praise you today. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Man, I love you guys. I honor you. I want to take a second. I, I forgot. I want to shout out. Thank you guys for donating the 43 bucks today in badges. That is a blessing. That is an honor. And that doesn't go to my tennis shoes, right? Uh, these were 50 bucks. I paid for with my own money. I'm not using badge money. That goes to our ministry, Royal City Church. 
keeping the doors open. Our next meeting is on February 20th this month. I look forward to seeing you guys all there. But um, I love you and I honor you and I appreciate the time that we uh, get to spend together each day. Again, you guys are reading on your own. Please do not get lost on this. You guys are reading Acts chapter 10 and Psalm chapter 92. You guys got to read that on your own. So take time, whether you read it before, during, after. This is your devotion. This is your understanding. Amen. You guys are reading it on your own. So, um, yeah, we're pushing at a, a, about an hour. It's funny, I was reflecting on this. And a, a well-meaning brother, uh, at the very beginning, he was just like, hey, man, unfortunately, I can't join you with coffee and prayer. You know, initially, it, it was, you know, 20 to 30 minutes from 5.30 to 6. But unfortunately, um, your, your meetings have gone a little bit over, and I got to get to work. And I was like, man, that sucks. Maybe I should start shortening them up. I take a drink of coffee because they have only gotten longer, right? We're over here. We're pushing. We're pushing an hour a day. I don't know how you guys do it. Probably some of you are like, I got to go. Like, shut up. But the cool thing is, is if you guys can't make it, you can always come back and you guys can come check it out on the replay. And most people say that it's not the same on the replay. I get it. Um, but, but. I apologize for, I'm not going to apologize. I'm not sorry because I love being here. I love hanging out with you guys, but these bad boys have definitely gotten longer. I've, I've recorded, I started read, like I said, on the podcast, go check it out. Will you guys help me blow this podcast up? That would be super cool. It's literally the same thing. You don't even got to listen. Just go subscribe. Let me get some followers over there. Um, it's called coffee and prayer on Spotify. Uh, I don't know how many there are, but just look for my mug. You'll see it. But, um, it's funny because like the first ones, I started uploading Matthew. They, it was like 15 minutes. And then Matthew 2 was like 19 minutes. Like they were short and sweet. And we really just drank coffee. I, I told you guys to read and then we would pray. And it's funny that whole, how like over the last hundred and some odd days, it's evolved into this hour church service every day. I'm literally, we're literally having church every single day, seven days a week. It's crazy. Tuan Four says, yeah, I remember. It's like the good old days <laughs> when I could do coffee and prayer and I could get out of here at a decent time. I'm like pushing my workouts back. My days are starting later. Uh, I used to go to CrossFit at 6 a.m. I haven't been to CrossFit since coffee and prayer started. I, I just, I stopped. I got to cancel my membership, unfortunately, um, because it's, it's money that's going nowhere. So uh, anyway, I love you guys. I honor you and I will see you. <laughs> Can, can you guys please stop? Keep saying, yeah, I remember when it was much shorter. Much shorter. The good old days. Man. Woo. The first one was one verse, right? It wasn't even copy. I was like, hey, you guys are reading this verse today. Now we're reading chapters. At the end of the day, man, we're going to be able to burn through the whole Bible. I believe I estimated it was like 500 days. So it's over a year. And I was like, let's do it. We can. I know there's plans that can read it, but the plan doesn't have the laughter, the fun, the community that um, we all bring to it, right? Amen? Hour and two minutes. Okay, I got to go. I got to go run four miles. I love you guys. I honor you, and I'll see you guys all tomorrow. Have a good one.